family how's everybody doing today hope you all had an absolutely beautiful weekend we had a, a nice day with no rain and then we're going to get more rain tomorrow but it's going to be warming up in the next couple of weeks so uh that'll be nice too so uh 
Ed, when you decide to come back down, um, we're going to have a little bit warmer weather, at least for a little bit, but can't promise you that at least until spring. But John says here, come springtime, it's absolutely beautiful and it's greener than you've ever seen it. So I'm looking forward to seeing that as well. So I hope you all had an absolutely beautiful weekend. Uh, tonight's episode is Kilted Christian episode 532. I've called this one the Great Deception. Remember, uh, tomorrow night... I will be starting at nine o'clock. So we'll be going on nine o'clock to the week. The only day that I will not be doing, uh, well, be on a regular time like we are now will be Mondays because we want to come after Jay Wu's show. So we will be having a Saturday show as well this week. Jeff will be joining us as well as uh, Moonwolf, as well as our brother pastor who we did that little uh, raffle for. Um, thanks to Angie. So we'll be having them on next Saturday. So that's going to be a great conversation as well as some other uh, great interviews that we're going to have being lined up. Thank you to uh, Moonwolf and Jeff and all of you who are out there um, hooking these interviews up for me. God bless you, man. I'm so thankful for that. But it's going to be nice uh, having Jeff back on. I'm going to talk to him about possibly popping on here with me tomorrow as well. So that'd be pretty cool. So tonight we're going to be going over a whole bunch of news. That's why I've called this one the great deception. Um, I just had one of these really weird gut feelings um, over the weekend. So uh, I did some digging, um, basically what we've been talking about, about what's going on at the border, and just something wasn't sitting right with me. So like I said, I spent a good bit of this weekend kind of digging into that, as well as finishing up everything. Guys, the packages are going to be out in the mail, so uh, let me know. You should be um, start receiving the first uh, load probably by this weekend, if not early week, uh, they are slow around here. So just, uh, if, when you get the, um, the Christmas giveaways or start getting them, just let me know that you got them. Like I said, it's, uh, taking me a little bit longer cause I'm putting all this stuff together myself, but it's all looking really good. So I'm excited, uh, to, for you guys to get that as well. So once again, kilt the Christian, so 532, the great deception. Let's get to it. We are many nations around the world comprised of many cultures but we stand together in a battle between good and evil. We're the seekers of wisdom, the bringers of truth, the hands of heaven, and the voices of reason. As the world tries to divide us by our differences, we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of God. All right. And for those of you just joining us, Zeus, Hope, Robin, great to see you all and all the rest of you that I did not get a chance to say hello to in the opening. And those of you just getting in here, God bless you. Hope you had a great weekend and I am so thankful that you all are joining us. And like I said, a true patriot, your your stuff will probably be arriving for, for some of the other ones since you're pretty darn close. You were, as we would say, right down the road. I know. We, we measure by uh, minutes here, not by miles. So it's going to be uh, really cool and I can't wait to get all that stuff out. So, uh, on to the digging, guys. Like I said, this weekend, um, just something wasn't sitting right with me. As I, I thought more and more and more about what was going on down at uh, the border. So I'm going to play this quick little clip. This is by Brian Gibson. And I'm telling you guys, I'm going back and forth because I agree with what Brian Gibson has to say. I'm going to be playing uh, a bit here um, in a moment as well by uh, Doc Peters, um, who we all love, Doc Pete, Chamber, or Pete Chambers, uh, who is also discussing the border. I mean, I agree with what both of them are having to say, but I've also got a really weird feeling. So I'm going to play this little clip first um, with Brian Gibson, and then I'm going to discuss this. By the way, if you are smart enough, you will know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am. But soon you're going to know who I am. Very easy. Wow, very easy. <laughs> the, the entitlement, the entitlement. No, believe me, I'm much better than that. The entitlement, guys. Wow. Well, I'll say this. Uh, the state of Texas knows who you are. 
We know you're an invader and you're a terrorist. And I don't know why the Supreme Court of the United States voted against the state of Texas to defend its sovereign borders. If we don't wake up and do something, America will pay for this ignorance. And he's right. Um, and I, I agree with him is that something needs to be done, but we have to be very, very, very careful. And uh, so basically what I was doing is I was kind of looking around. I was looking at all the border entries. I went through a lot of my old footage um, when I was down at the border. Because you guys recall, it was a couple of years ago. I spent about two months, just under two months down there at the border, um, going back and forth between Del Rio and then on upwards to Eagle Pass. So I'm well familiar with the area. I spent a lot of time um, on all of their access points. And this is what caught me off guard. And I just, I, I guess like many of us, I was so excited to see people finally gathering together, standing in support of, uh, you know, closing our borders and doing so that I got too excited that I wasn't thinking things all the way through. So this is what it is. Eagle Pass is a tiny little speck on the map. Um, as a matter of fact, between the main areas that I spent when I was down at the border, Del Rio is a major, um, is a bigger um, entry point than Eagle Pass is. Now, Eagle Pass is a little bit further away. That makes sense. It's a little bit closer to Arizona. It's the only benefit to crossing over in those areas because those are uh, northwestern Texas areas. So if you were to come in, for instance, um, Brownsville, which is all the way south um, down the little tip um, going into Mexico and Texas, you'd have to go all the way across our state just to get out of here. And I'm talking you know, that's a half a day, possibly a day drive to get up there all the way to get out of Texas. So the benefit to coming up through Eagle Pass and through Del Rio, um, San Antonio or the, or the areas up there are basically everywhere is closer to getting out of the, out of the state. So it's a basically a hop away to get in through Arizona and so forth. Um, that being said, everything that they're doing right now is focused on one tiny little speck on the map. The Texas border goes all the way around and down. There's a lot of entry points all the way through Texas, but yet they are focusing on one tiny little speck, and it isn't even a big area. It's just the area that our media keeps focusing on. So the question that I've got here is what the heck is going on? Not only do we have the whole rest of Texas, which is wide open, but we've got Arizona, which is wide open. We've got New Mexico, which is wide open. We've got California which is wide open and all they are discussing and all they are focusing on is Eagle pass one little place. So this is what has me worried. So not only is Texas spending all of these resources for their um, Constantine wire for the national guard, for all of this stuff, they're all going to one place. What good is everybody in one place? Typically um, you'd want people to be spread out over a large area. So what has me worried right now, is that everyone in this convoy, which is, uh, I believe, started officially today. I know a lot of people were heading down um, prior to this. They're all going to the same exact place, Eagle Pass. So what happens? Like, why wouldn't you want people spread out? Why wouldn't you want to cover the entire border? Um, my fear right now is that they're setting something up right here to take out a lot of people at one time. So it was bad enough um, what we saw on January 6th that people were being arrested, but this isn't going to be an arrest type scenario. This is going to be a, we're going to kill a lot of people at one time type of scenario. And I'm not wishing that I'm not willing that I'm not hoping that I just got this really bad feeling 
during the weekend. So I went through and did a whole lot. Okay. So hope says the Patriots. That's what I wanted to bring up at this point. So what have you done here? Who is going to be down collectively at the board? They're talking 700,000 plus. Okay. Who is going to be down there? Patriots are going to be down there. Trump supporters are going to be down there. So basically, if you bring all these people to one spot and you do something like a dirty bomb or something on a significant level like this, not only are you wiping out the people that would literally be fighting for our country, not only are you wiping out those people that would basically be voting for Trump, but you have also pulled people away from their states into one state. So the people that would normally be at home in Alabama, Kentucky, Oregon, and, and many of these other states around our country protecting their own family and their own citizens are going to be all down in one spot. So they're going to be relocated. Um, this has got me worried. Like I said, is I was fine with it, and then it just hit me like a box of rocks. And I, I literally started um, doing some digging, going back in. And uh, this is why we got to be super, super careful because we, we need to do things just like um, Pastor Gibson said, just like um, Pete Chambers is going to be saying here in a minute. But we also don't need to get pulled into what they're trying to do. So we've got to be very, very, very careful, very, very cautious. Um, today, there was another uh, explosion down in Texas, um, another bird plant, go figure, another food processing plant. Then there was another train derailment which was Livingston, I believe, Kentucky. So not too far, about a couple hours away from me, a couple hours away from where John lives. Um, and then all of a sudden this, this article started coming out today through mainstream media talking about the risk and potential of, I can't remember how they termed it, but like a major explosion by a passerby train because typically train tracks run through all kinds of towns, villages, cities, and all the way through major cities. So if you were to have some kind of a major bomb explosion or something on a train as it goes through a major hub, you'd have a big problem. So it's interesting with all of the train wrecks, which have been going on for a long time, um, just in a major, major upscale since I guess the last couple of years we've been seeing this. And then all of a sudden this article comes out today. So um, we got to be cautious, keep our eyes open. Guys, we are in the most deceptive time that we have ever been. We've been warned about this. Why I taught, that's why I decided to call this on the great deception. Um, that's why I, one of my biggest prayers, every time I talk to Jay Wu or Jeff or anybody discernment Je, um, to John discernment comes up often. And it's because that's going to be one of the biggest resources that we're going to need God to bring to us during these times so that we're not falling into the enemy's trap, which is becoming more and more difficult to see every single day. So, um, in the news, the protest convoy is headed to the southern border. Could it be a setup? So a lot of people are starting to discuss this as a possibility. So a convoy of patriots is heading to the U.S. border with Mexico next week, which is this week, as a standoff between Texas and the federal government intensifies. The organizers of the Take Our Border Back convoy says that they're on a mission to stand up against the globalists who they claim are conspiring to keep the U.S. borders open and destroy the country. Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt um, alerted to the possibility of a force-on-force -force conflict erupting between the federal government and the Texas National Guard, and now more as these people head down to Texas. Not sure how this will turn out, but you better believe that there will be some in the crowd who will not be of pure-hearted intentions, no different than what we saw over in January 6th in, in uh, D.C. 
This could escalate quickly and many could be hurt. I hope that they're safe and I want them to remember to look out for Ray Epps type characters because there will be many of them there. This is what the government wants to give them a reason to deploy troops to enact a sort of martial law <clears throat> that I have previously talked about on this show. Um, how do you think this will affect our country and the conflict at home? And this is going to be um, some very interesting times. And uh, they are doing everything. They're, they're getting extremely desperate, which is why we come closer and closer to some major event happening, um, especially when you see something like this, knowing how many patriots are going to be in one place at one time. So uh, the United Nations, um, the aid agency chief shocked at approximately nine countries have paused funds over the claims that the staff was involved in the Hamas attack. So it's come out over the weekend that many people working in the UN were responsible or at least part of the attack in Hamas, which started this whole conflict between Israel and uh, Palestine. So um, nine countries so far have stopped putting any aid or any money to the UN because of this. Germany was one of them, and I'm so happy to see that. Of course, our country's not one of them. Um, our idiot country is probably still doing this. I hope that one of the things that Trump ends up becoming president that he comes in and does right off the bat is gets rid of our relationship with all of these these um, international organizations. WEF, WHO, United Nations, all of the above, they need to go because uh, they, they – and I'm going to go with what Suze just said, which I was about to say, that they might want to deploy um, UN blue helmets right here in our country. Although they probably won't be wearing blue helmets, they'll more than likely be wearing – some of our older military um, outfits, and I can guarantee that. And it will be the immigrants that are coming in here, not the American citizens, because they know um, that's part of the reason why they're, they're jumping all these people in here. Um, I guarantee you they've got guns, ammunition, and everything ready to hand over these people. It's just a question as to when. Um, so once again, I've got a map here. You guys can't see it, obviously. It's an audio show, but it, it shows – how small the Eagle Pass entrance is compared to the other areas in Texas. Um, and uh, why we're asking the same question that I'm asking is that why are we focusing on this? So a guy who lives in Eagle Pass area was riding around this weekend observing the uh, National Guard, the Constantine Wire, and all this other stuff. So they're all literally, not only are they in one place, Eagle Pass, but they're in one place within Eagle Pass. So it's not even like they're uh, covering the entire city they're covering one area in eagle pass this dude hopped in his car he drove down the road 0.5 miles down the road there is a uh, the wall the border wall gate is wide open and there's not a humvee not a soldier not a national guard not a border patrol or anybody in that entire area so and this is like i said this is 0.5 miles down the road from where they have staged all this border patrol. So once again, I ask the question, what in the hell is really going on right here? Why would you only secure part of our border and then not the rest? And then even, even at the point where you're doing that exact thing in one city, part of a border in Eagle Pass, leaving the rest of it wide open. So once again, what in the hell are these people really doing with this right here? So I just implore and I ask, and I'm going to do this real quick. Matter of fact, there's always good time for prayer. So I'm going to pray real quick for these people that are heading down the convoy. So everybody would please bow their heads. Heavenly Father, thank you again for another day. Thank you for all the blessings that you've given us, especially the ability to have this come together in prayer. Heavenly Father, um, 
I know I don't have to tell you how chaotic things are getting down here. And I know that you know way better than any of us what the outcome of this is going to be. And we know that you're going to come back and we know that you're going to win this all, dear Lord. But we don't know what's going to happen right now. And we do expect some trials and tribulations. So, Father, I ask that you don't let everybody, don't let every American-loving, God-loving patriot go down there. Let some people stand and hold that line right in their own state and their own city to protect their own. And, dear Lord, I ask that you watch over all of the people, the truckers, the farmers, the civilians, the military, and anyone else who is heading down to our border right now, Father, just lay a huge hedge of protection over all of them. Not only ask, dear Lord, that you keep them safe on their road trip down there, but you keep these three-letter agencies out of their business. And dear Lord, please protect them with all that you have to keep all of them safe, dear Lord, because we need as big of an army as we have, dear Lord, and many of the people that are heading down there are true devout Christians. So Father, just bless all of them. Please answer all their prayers. Please keep an eye and watch all of them. And Heavenly Father, please let us all be prepared ourselves for what is coming, not just for ourselves, but for all those others that are not prepared, dear Lord. We are all children. We are all here to watch out for each other. So let's learn to be selfless and not selfish. And finally, Father, just a quick little prayer. Um, I just ask that you you bless Little Red Riding Hood, our Little Red Rocking Chair. She is... um heading to do her final eye surgery tomorrow morning. And the first one was successful, and I'm assured that this one will be successful too, Father. So I just asked it. You let it go smooth. And then please bless her awesome and amazing husband who has been watching over and taking care of her and cooking and being her eyes for the last couple of weeks. She is so blessed, dear Lord, as we are blessed to have Little Red in our family. We love you with all of our hearts, Father. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name we pray. Amen. Also, as always, I got to just reach out and give a little love to to Tam, who um, is just an amazing person. I know all you guys know this. I say it all the time. Um, it's just I I just have this thing. Um, I get so excited just about how many amazing um, family members we have just right here and how much we do for everybody. And so much of the good things that many of you guys do right here goes unsaid and that's because you don't want your left hand to see what your right hand is doing you guys do it because you're good people and tammy has been uh watching over um some of her friends who just lost a loved one um she's the perfect person to be there um, i know that they're thankful to have tammy in their lives as much as i am thankful to have her in mine so god bless you tammy i'm sorry if i'm making you blush but i just had to brag because you're an awesome person and everyone else needs to know how awesome you are um so next we got uh this is from Shu uh on on Twitter and uh he says someone I trust in Syria and Iraq has been giving me updates on the attacks against the coalition forces for a couple of months now. So if you guys didn't know there's been some attacks going on three of our uh soldiers died this weekend over i believe in the jordan area and then 24 more in that same incident were injured what's weird is that all three people that died were black so the weird part about that is what were they all just hanging out in the same place is this just an example as to how um we're literally losing people going into the military and they're you know pulling anyone in um i i just think it's odd that you know because i can't imagine that that our uh, military is segregated in the black and white. So it's just kind of odd that that happened. I'm still digging into um, the other 24 that were injured, but nonetheless, this is escalating towards another war. So what do we have going on right now? We've got um, a war between Ukraine and Russia. 
We've got a war between Israel and Palestine. And now it, we've got um, melee going on right now between uh, Taiwan and China. Um, and then we've got what's going on right here in our own country. So one way or the other, they're going to get us into a war. Is it going to be a world war, world conflict, revolution, civil war? I have no idea, but they're basically not putting all their eggs on basket. They're going to try to, to go as many ways as they possibly can, hoping that one of them works. Kind of what they're doing with Trump. Um, going after him as many, many ways as they can, hoping that something sticks to the law. So I've been getting videos of drone strikes and pictures and video of the aftermath of missile strikes for a couple of months from individual service member cell phones. I was asked not to share them publicly for a number of reasons. I've been sending them indirectly to a couple of members of Congress with warnings that unless more emphasis is put on um, defensive measures and countering these attacks, troops are going to die. Up until now, several people got TBIs, but no um, one has died. This person told me that earlier this month, a drone flew so low that neither the Coyote nor Avenger could do anything about it. Those are both uh, missile um, detraction devices. So I watched the explosion from that one on video. I'm afraid it's going to take a mass casualty event for Congress to pay any attention to what's happening in Iraq. We will still um, have troops over there but they're hamstrung from responding directly to attacks that they're receiving. The base defenses aren't getting the job done. Now, allegedly, people are dead. So our troops are fish in a barrel right now, waiting to be blown up. It's a disgrace how little media coverage is being given to what's going on. Um, and he, I agree with everything you say, and except for I'm afraid that it's going to take a mass casualty event for Congress to pay any attention to what's happening in Iraq. That's BS. Like, I mean, I, I appreciate the, I agree with everything you said, and I, shoo, I love your optimism. But look, our Congress damn well knows what's going on. This isn't going to take a mass casualty event. They know exactly what's going on. They're doing exactly what they're told to do by the deep state and our cabal. Um, you know, so it's not a matter of Congress waking up and doing something. There's a lot of things that Congress be waking up and do something like, for instance, shutting our border down. But I keep hearing excuse after excuse after excuse come from these people, both rhinos, both um, GOP and Democrats. So it's just a big game that they're playing right now. Um, and then once again, even the illusion that they're taking care of business down there in Texas when it's just one little tiny place. This is all for distraction. And we don't, and it's keeping us focused on this, talking about civil wars and this and that, rather than even noticing some of the other stuff that's taking place around our world right now. So what all is going on around our world right now? Well, we've got um, wars going all over the place. Our FDA now um, is basically making us a bunch of lab rats. You don't even have a choice anymore if they want to push these vaccinations through. All of this stuff happened while our, our eyes were focused on Texas. So is that what's going on right now? Is Texas literally just a distraction to keep us noticing the other devious and tyrannical things that are going on? It's kind of looking like that. Um, like I said, guys, just keep on praying for those people that are going down there. Um, all in all, God trumps everything, so I'm not worried. I know God has everything in his complete control, but prayers always help. So next up, Demon Hillary Clinton says that white right-wing extremists have a plan to steal the next election. And I'm going to do you a favor and I'm not going to play this clip because it's like a fingernails on a chalkboard. Um, but Hillary Clinton is notorious for blaming conservatives for what the Democrats are doing. So when she accuses us of stealing an election, what does that mean? It means that the Democrats are actively trying to steal the election. I can't believe this is 
so crazy right now that these people, there was a point where you, a liar would be called out as a liar. Now, um, all they do is lie just to keep the rest of us that are the rest of the people that are still sleeping on that hook. So stupid Hillary Clinton, like I said, I'm going to do you a favor. I'm not going to play this clip, but like literally this is exactly, um, similar to what, um, Mittens Romney did the other day by accusing Trump of being the one that's keeping the border open. They have no problem lying to your face. And like I said, it's not like they're trying to convince us any longer. All they're trying to do is convince those rest of those people that are still hanging on, um, thinking that Biden is a good president or a good resident. So next, uh, this is from Cooey Griffin. This is a a response to Doc Chambers. So, uh, Cooey Griffin says, I believe in your heart that Doc Chambers and you are in my prayers. Many of us went to DC simply with that same heart. May we never forget them. I'm love you, Doc. So I'm going to play this little clip right here. Um, I love Doc Chambers. He is a phenomenal person. I know many of you guys love him too. If you've only gotten to hear him on, on a Scott show, or if you've gotten to meet him in person at multiple events that he has been to, the guy is amazing. One of my favorite people on this earth, a true patriot, a good hearted guy. Um, and I love that he does tats and reveille every single day when he's out there camping. I just I feel right at home. So I'm going to play this little clip for you real quick. Um, this is a morning message regarding your First Amendment right to peacefully assemble. Doc Chambers. Hey, this is Doc Chambers. Well, PT this morning, and it feels good. Try not to be old. While running, I decided to share that this ultimately is a fair to communicate between we the people and those that are charged to be the magistrates to interpose for us, we the people, to speak for, to to share what is our concerns, what are our concerns, and get those out. I think we're gonna be okay on that because this organic movement that is not being squashed by fear-mongering and by the threats of infiltration, like the January 6th stuff, this is not going to happen because there will be accountability for that and that's why it's so vitriolic right now. This is a convoy going to the border, not a, not associated with any other convoys, but freedom-loving people who peacefully will assemble and go down and shed light to this subject, the Constitution and the open, open border policy. So stand with us, understand that's what it is. Uh, Drudge Report and all those other crazy reports about the army of God, that's sheer craziness, bro. All right, craziness. Uh, lots of slander, lots of potential for lawsuits. Not me, you know, maybe, I don't know. Depends on what the lawyers tell me. But that's not what this is about. This is about freedom. And this is about courage. And this is about fear mongering and a lack of communication that's taking place. I believe that this will result in communication, which will be which will be uh, beneficial for all of us to move forward as a nation, as we the people. Race, color, re- creed, religion, sex, national origin, doesn't really matter. You know, and it's one thing that he, he says to talk about the different convoys. And that one struck me weird as well. They call themselves like, I think, something like the Army of God or whatever, part of this convoy. And 
I'm always about the army of God. That I, you know, if I was to title something, it'd be something like that. You know what I'm saying? Because we are um, fighting for our religious rights, our values, our freedoms, and so forth. Especially, you know, our religious faith and and our and our Father Christ. Um, but this kind of popped that the last minute where they started calling themselves like the God's Army Convoy or whatever, and it almost felt like that was another way to encourage people to get down there because everybody, you know, cause that's how it is like, Oh cool. I want to be part of God's army, you know, so hopping down there. So I'm just, I'm afraid that they're, they're utilizing this in order to get good Patriots and good Christians down the same spot. And I, I hate that I feel this way. I try to be such an optimistic person, but like I said, it's just something does not feel right about this whatsoever, especially knowing that in the beginning of March, that that new civil war two movie is about to come out. Um, and I was looking at the map, and this was pretty interesting as well. Um, the map that is in the movie Civil War II is very, very similar to the map that we have right now of the states that are supporting Texas. If you were to put those maps side by side, it is eerie how close these things are. So, you know, I, I asked uh, Moonwolf, I asked Jeff the same thing. I was like, which is going to come first? Is the Civil War going to come before the movie gets released, or is the movie going to get released before the Civil War? Um, we'll see, because like I said, it's just oddly enough in March. Now, another weird little coincidence, too. So so I was wrong about the Super Bowl. I'm so grateful that I was complete, you know, I was I was wrong about the prediction. I was right about the 49ers getting in there. I was wrong about the Ravens, so that's good. At least, at least they were smart enough to flip the script at the last moment. But it gets even crazier. When you really stop and you think about what the heck is going on right now. So, does anybody remember the last time that the 49ers played the Chiefs in a Super Bowl? It wasn't that long ago. Actually, it was 2020. And guess what happened 15 days after, or a little bit over 15 days after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl against San Francisco 49ers? We went on lockdown for like an entire year, a little bit longer. Um, so all of a sudden, like, here we are just a couple of years down the road, and we're seeing the 49ers versus the Chiefs again. Um, and and everyone is talking about uh, everyone's talking about the uh, Chiefs in particular, and that the Chiefs were were the big plan, and, and more than likely the Chiefs will end up winning the Super Bowls. That's what everyone's saying. And if this goes the way that they're saying, I can see where they're getting this. So Travis Kelly, or whatever his name is, um, the guy's not like a phenomenal football player. He's good, obviously. He's made to a Super Bowl. He gets he goes well with Mahomes. Um, but he's not like, you know, you know, some of the greats that we've ever had, you know, like Barry Sanders or or some of those guys, um, who are phenomenal athletes. Uh, Emmett Smith, you know what I'm saying? And, and the, he doesn't fall into the category of those guys. But who has been the major focus team this entire year? It's been the Chiefs. Who has been the major focus, even over their quote, I'm, I'm using my quote finger because I really don't like the guy. Um, even uh, Mahomes, who I'm not a fan of, is it's still a star quarterback. You figured that he would be the focus of a team since generally your quarterbacks are the ones that they focus on the very, very most. But who has been getting all of the um, advertising deals? So MSM Liars right there, Mr. Pfizer. He's got like insurance commercials. He ended up um, getting a girlfriend this year or last year, um, Taylor Swift, who gets about as much attention as the actual football game. So I'd say the camera's about 50% on Taylor Swift and then 50% on the actual game that's going on right now. So um, 
what they're trying to say is that the Chiefs are going to ultimately win. And what this is really about is about the focus on Travis and the focus on Taylor Swift. As in when they win the Super Bowl, um, he will end up uh, proposing to Taylor Swift. And then they will immediately come out and start um, basically supporting Biden for 2024. And ultimately, this is really is to get your focus and attention on Taylor Swift, who um, the Democrats are paying or trying to get her because her endorsement apparently has worked a lot of money. And I don't get it. I'm, I'm going to say I'm right there with great Papa Steve. I can't stand her. Um, she's pretty, but she's not beautiful. Um, her songs are are catchy, but they're not songs like the Beatles that you're going to be singing like, you know, 50 years down the road. She's got a, not terrible voice, but she doesn't have a voice that, that stands out that I would see myself paying 500 bucks to go see. And, uh, and uh, DJ Poopossi says she can't sing without help. So I'd imagine she's probably got a vocoder or whatever those things are called that's helping her with that voice, uh, making her sound a little bit better. So I want you guys to think about this for a second. Exactly, Debbie, 100%. She is a pawn. So I want you to go back. And I want you to think about this. In 2019, she was popular, but she was nowhere near as popular as she is right now. Not, not even close. So she ended up um, having all of her original music, um, I guess, went off a moratorium or went on a moratorium or something to where she no longer owned the rights to it. And all of her music rights were purchased by a Soros company. You heard me right. George Soros production company who has ended up with all of her musical rights. So if you guys remember, that was a pretty big deal. And all of a sudden, like she goes, she makes a big deal about this. She's threatened to sue him, but she never ends up doing. And then all of a sudden she's like the biggest star that we've seen on this planet. So you got to wonder if there was some kind of a deal made because it was right about that time that she really started going downhill um, because just like Miley Cyrus, there was a point where they were advertising um, Taylor Swift as like the sweet girl. And then all of a sudden, like bit by bit by bit, she starts going dark and she's doing incantations um, on the stage. Uh, do sprinklers. Maybe she went down to the crossroads. That's basically what I'm kind of hitting at. So what kind of a deal did she make with the devil? Because like I said, she literally went from we know who she is to being pretty much compared to the Beatles. And this is, you can't compare this, this, uh, this hack to the Beatles. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what you guys feel about the Beatles, but I mean, at the very least, you know, they're, they're a name to be remembered. And the music is something that'll sit with this another hundred years down the road. So I'm going to play this little clip right here of, uh, about the Taylor Swift thing. Taylor Swift might be the most famous pop star in the world right now. You can't go anywhere without seeing her face. Billion dollar concert tour, Time Mag covers, and of course, every single Chiefs game. Now, the women who run the Biden campaign want to set the big guy up. The most unpopular president of all time wants to have a relationship with Taylor Swift. The New York Times says the centerpiece of the Biden reelection strategy is begging Taylor Swift for an endorsement. Quote, fundraising appeals from Miss Swift could be worth millions of dollars for Mr. Biden. One idea that has been tossed around a bit in jest, sending the president to a stop on Miss Swift's Eras tour. Now, to primetime, this feels a little bit like an arranged marriage. 
Biden doesn't even know who Taylor Swift is. Liberty and Bell had to beat some tough odds. You could say even this harder than getting a, a ticket to the Renaissance tour or 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 Britney's tour. She's down in it's kind of warm in Brazil right now. Taylor, Britney, Beyonce, Dylan, same thing. Dark Brandon doesn't get bogged down on details. He can't name a Taylor Swift song. Taylor Swift can't name a Biden policy. This relationship was engineered in a lab. And Taylor's boyfriend sponsored by Pfizer. It is a match made in corporate <laughs> heaven. Could you imagine if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl? Yeah, and that's ultimately what's going to end up happening. Chiefs going to win the Super Bowl. He's going to propose. Um, you got America's sweethearts. Uh, and they're going to come out and immediately be like, I'm going to Disney World. Vote Biden 2024. It's ultimately, this is what's happened. This is all just a big, gigantic distraction set up and manipulation that we're going through and then true patriot says that uh DraftKings has bet on how many times taylor swift is on camera yeah see so where's the focus really that we're watching right now is the focus on the football game or is the focus on politics well we all know that answer um they've even got a hired a singer to um play the black national anthem at the super bowl um Guys, where's the white national anthem? I don't think I've ever heard that one. I, I just assumed that the national anthem represented everybody of every culture and every color that was an American citizen. But I guess I'm completely wrong about that. So, uh, yeah. Now they've got a separate group that are or a separate singer that's going to be up there singing the black national anthem. Um, well, you know, how, how can you divide the world even more and try to, to break apart racism? Um, so then this weekend, I, thought, I don't know, this may have been a couple of days ago. I saw it this weekend. Um, there was a kid that was over at another house and I'm going to leave the race out of it. Um, I, cause I get tired of, of going over the same things all the time. This kid was eating dinner over at his quote friend's house. His friends told him to leave and they all started beating this kid down. Obviously when the kid hit the ground, it doesn't stop. Like in the old days, you're like, okay, fight's over. So they all start kicking this kid in the head. The kid ends up going into a like straight up Caesar seizure and they dragged him out of the house while he was having a seizure so that he could plead his seizure outside and then die. Did you hear about this on the news? Probably not because the race wasn't right. And I'm so tired of this because um, I'm not blaming this on, on race or anything like that. This has to do with the areas that we were, that we were raised. This has to do with uh, being brainwashed in school. Um, I mean, it was like one of the most horrible things. I couldn't even finish watching. I, I saw what they were about to do, and I flipped. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this. But this is the world. We are so desensitized. You know, we've, we've gone past the point of pulling your cameras out the film, which they obviously did. But, like, where's the remorse? Where's the sadness? Where's the heart of anybody anymore? Like I said, um, when I was younger, MSM Liars, we're, about, we're right. We are the same age. Um, right at the time that we went to school, man, did, did we fight in school? Heck yeah, not me and John, but did we get in fights in school? Yeah, we got in fights in school. But like I said, as we would fight, when the person went to the ground, it was like a hockey match. The person hit the ground, fight was over, we went to our penalty boxes, and then afterwards we shook hands and we're probably better friends after the fight than we were before. Um, that's just how fights went back in the day. Today, though, everyone's jumping everybody. They beat you till you're dead. Um, I mean, what good is a guy who's obviously passed out on the ground? What kind of a fight are they putting up? They're not putting up. So what's the point of kicking these people in the head? It's absolutely disgusting. 
but this is where the world is. This is why we need God in this world more than we ever have. Because if God was filling the hearts of everyone on this earth, we wouldn't even be talking about this right now. But Satan is in the hearts of a lot of people right now, and we've got a big, big battle ahead of us. Um, and guys, once again, this isn't about race. This isn't about culture. This is literally about the areas that you were raised those hardcore urban areas. Um, it don't matter if you're white, you're black, you're going to those schools, you're being treated like crap. Um, you know, you see this stuff all the time. It's the environment you're being raised as well as no fathers in the relationship. And that goes, um, for any culture, anybody where, where a mother is stuck raising their kid alone is going to end up in these things. Um, I was upset with my father when I was younger for disciplining me, but I respect the hell out of him right now for the discipline that I got, because that discipline is what made me the man that I am today. Um, you know, this is what we need more of. We need, you know, if you're, if you're an adult enough to have a child, you're an adult enough to raise it period. No abortion, no easy way out, step up, be an adult and do what you're supposed to do. And then love that kid, man. It's a, it's the greatest, one of the greatest gifts that we're ever giving other than the fact that we were given life by our heavenly father. Then our father's like, Hey, I'm going to give you an even greater gift. I'm going to bestow you with more life so that you can raise it into a nice, you know, good upstanding young man or young on young woman. So um, I'm going to play this one right here because this one's good. I always love hearing this guy. He talks about religion a lot. If God is currently allowing you to go through a hardship and you're waiting for that breakthrough, you never have to worry about what other people think of you. You see, people are looking outside in and they will never have the full story. People will jump to conclusions, but all of that does not matter because what matters is what is between you and God and what he's teaching you. If you read the story of Joseph when he was in prison for two years before rising second to Pharaoh, I'm sure a lot of people were laughing at him and falsely accusing him. But even all that stuff was not even written in the Bible because in the story of your life and in Joseph's life, none of that stuff mattered. So stop looking left and right and trying to fix your image. Stop trying to explain yourself to everybody that is asking you why it is that you're doing what you're doing. Because between you and God, you know where God is taking you. And even though it's been a difficult process, you just have to hold his hand and continue walking with him because God is the one that knows every single move. And if he's going to give you that miracle, that breakthrough, he will allow it to happen. And what's important is the process that God is allowing you to go through. He's growing you, he's teaching you, and only he knows the perfect recipe to the outcome of your story. I love that. It's so well said. Conversation. Basically, he picked up on what we've been talking about. And it's important right there. Just, it's the old saying that my granddad used to say to me all the time. What other people think of you is none of your damn business. And I've lived by that, which is why it's really hard to get under my skin. It's really hard to upset me. Um, because he taught me the only person that you need to worry about, um, about what's happening in your life is you and God. If you are making God happy and you are making yourself happy, then you're doing good. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. And just like this guy said, nobody knows the recipe better than God. Nobody knows what needs to happen in your life, be given to you in your life better than God. So even you, when you have things that are happening in your lives that you don't understand, which we've discussed before, the trials, the tribulations, God is utilizing this to either um, strengthen something that you need in your life or helping others to see something that's happened in your life. And I know as Christians, you know, it's, it's not fun. Nobody wants to go through these trials and these tribulations, but at the same time, like, what are we here for as Christians, but to help other people find God the same way that we have, you know? So, um, so like I said, is if something is happening in your life that the trials and tribulations, it may not be for you, but it may be for the benefit of those that are around you. 
That's something that we happily accept as Christians because we're serving Christ. And it may be a little uncomfortable. God didn't say, I grant you life. Everything in your life is going to be comfortable. He never said that. But God also promised us that I will give you everything that you need. And he always has. I will protect you. I will stand by you. I will make you to where you can accomplish anything that I set you out to do. So if God does put trials and tribulations in your life, like, as you know, I think we actually had a whole episode about this the other night, um, last week. It's the importance of that. Stay on that line, serving God and just accepting that some things in your life aren't going to be comfortable, but God knows why he put it in your life. And it's not up for us to question it because we always get the answer. It may not be the same day. It may not be the same week. It may not be the same year, but eventually God will show us why he brought that into our lives. And uh, hopefully we recognize it along the way as a lesson. Exactly. Pamela just learn from it. Exactly. That's what we need to do. Um, so I'm going to play this clip right here. This is uh, um, Ingram, Laura Ingram, right here, talking about a U.S. Uh, allegedly involved in Hamas attack, talking about the United Nation. About how staffers for a U.N. agency supported and assisted with the Hamas terror attacks in October. According to the dossier, seven U.N. staffers crossed into Israel on October 7th, while others were accused of participating in a terror activity or coordinating vehicle movements. And new intel reports estimate that nearly 10% of the UN uh, RWA's workforce has ties to Hamas. Former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo joins me now. Mr. Secretary, before we get into that, I would like your comment on uh, the Pentagon's, uh, we have our, our, our Secretary of Defense, who could only muster a two-line statement about what happened to our troops over the weekend. A you know, he had to read the lines in front of him, sitting across the table from the NATO Secretary General. You're so did you guys hear that? <laughs> our Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, the guy that went um, that went AWOL here a couple of weeks ago, ended up in the hospital. He read about our troops being killed this weekend. He this is our secretary of defense. This is one of the people that should know about this stuff first, but he it's literally opened up a paper or a magazine and he read about what took place this weekend. This is our, this is our secretary of defense guys, the guy who's supposed to be, you know, protecting us and watching our butts. And he finds out what's happening in the world the same way that you and I find out what's happening in the world by picking up stuff and reading it. This is insane, and this is crazy. Once again, Secretary of Defense, unbelievable. Um, then we got next, we got to uh, move this on up here. There we go. So AOC gets effing wrecked. So I'm not going to use the word that was actually written up there. Um, this woman is so dumb. I cannot believe she is still around. Listen to AOC right here, getting called out. Thomas Homan last week, watch this. You recommended family separation. I recommend a zero tolerance. Which includes family separation. The same as is whenever you a citizen parent gets arrested when they're with a child. Zero tolerance was interpreted as the policy that separated children from their If family. I get arrested for DUI and I have a young child in a car, I'm going to be separated. When I was a police officer in New York and I arrested a father for domestic violence, I separated that Mr. father from Mr. Holman, with all due respect, Legal asylees are not charged with any crime. They are criminals. 
When you're in the country illegally, it's violation 8 United States Code 1325. Seeking uh-huh. asylum is legal. If you want to seek asylum, you go through the port of entry, do it the legal way. <laughs> the Attorney General of the United States has made that clear. <laughs> that was so awesome. And I wish you guys could see her face because she, she got demoralized like four or five times in that. She'd come back up. She'd get smacked down. She'd try to say something else. She'd get a smack down. She'd try to say something else. Smack down again. Hey, Matt and have great to see you here. Yeah. He burned her pretty bag and it was a mic drop in that. Um, the woman's so dumb, but that's not the dumbest thing that we heard from the squad today. Oh no, not even close to the dumbest thing. You guys want to hear what the dumbest thing is here? Let me just, I'm going to play this clip for you once again. I apologize because I don't like making you hear these people because I can't stare here, but you got to hear this one right here. Shocking video of Elon Omar, Minnesota, saying that she's making U.S. government take orders from Somalia. Check this out. Okay, so first off, I'm pretty sure that's not English. And uh, I like my American congressmen and congressmen to speak in a language that the rest of the country speaks, which would be English as far as I know. I'm not going to get up there and and speak Scots Gaelic if I ever become a congressman. So uh, what is she saying here? He said, my answer to Somalians was that the U.S. government will only do what Somalians in the U.S. tell them to do. So I'm going to read this whole thing to you. The U.S. government will do only what Somalians in the U.S. tell them to do. They will do what we want and nothing else. They must follow our orders, and that is how we will safeguard the interest of Somalia. We Somalians must have the confidence in ourselves that we call the shots in the USA. Omar goes on to say that women, myself, you sent to Congress, is working day and night to protect your interests as Somalians. She knows your plight and that of and that of the plight of Somalia. So I am as concerned about Somalia as you guys are. Together, we will protect the interests of Somalia. Congress must expel Elon Omar. That right there is the most. I mean, she said some pretty traitorous things, but I think this right here tops the traitorous things she said. She is an American. Congresswoman representing an American state of Minnesota speaking in a completely lang- a language that isn't even like on the radar in America. You know, if anything else, you know, speak Spanish or some of those other things that are a little bit more common here, speaking a completely different language to all the Somalians up there in the state that she represents, representing a country that is not part of our own country. No, no, I'm Elon Omar. You are here to represent the constituents of the United States of America. And you're not here to represent two cities in Minnesota, which is exactly what you're doing. Minnesota is a big state full of awesome people that aren't Somalian immigrants. You know what I'm saying? But she's representing a small portion of them who basically flood the big cities. Um, This is the most treasonous thing I think I've heard anyone um, say in our Congress, Senate, anything like that. This is a whole new level right here. So why is she still here? Why isn't why am I talking about this? Why isn't the media not just in a tirade right now about this? Why isn't she uh, in, in somebody doing something to get rid of her? Because she obviously doesn't have the best interests of our country. She came over to our country to take care of her old country. And she came over here illegally. Remember, she even married her brother. And it was a, apparently a DNA test that was done recently that proved that her the guy that she married, the husband, 
is 99.9% um, her brother. So meaning, yeah, 100% her brother. Um, oh, I, I just, I was sick to my stomach seeing that. I had to play it again. Like, are, are you kidding me? I actually went to found a couple other places just to make sure that the English translation that I got was right, and it was dead right. So next, uh, Zionist plans for the war with Iran as part of the uh, Yenin plan. So General Wesley Clark tells about a classified memo stating the U.S. plan to take out seven countries in five years, including Iraq, Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and Iran. And we're watching this literally take place right now. Let me play this little clip for you real quick. Part of it. Right after 9-11, about 10 days after 9-11, I went through the Pentagon and I saw Secretary Rumsfeld and and Deputy Secretary Wolfowitz, I went downstairs just to say hello to some of the people on the joint staff who used used to work for me. And one of the generals called me and he said, sir, you got to come in. You got to come in and talk to me a second. I said, well, you're too busy. He said, no, no. He says, we've made the decision. We're going to war with Iraq. This was on or about the 20th of September. I said, we're going to war with Iraq. Why? He said, I don't know. <laughs> He said, I guess they don't know what else to do. So uh, I said, well, did they find some information collect connecting Saddam to Al-Qaeda? He said, no, no. He says, there's nothing new that way. They just made the decision to go to war with Iraq. So the reason I played that is because they don't have any proof whatsoever that Iran was the one that bombed our, uh, our military this weekend. They have no proof that it was Iran, but they're going after Iran anyways. As a matter of fact, uh, the last thing I read right before the show is that we may be seeing that conflict starting this evening over there. So once again, they're going to push us into any possible conflict they, they can, um, and it's getting worse and getting worse and getting worse and getting worse. Um, I'm going to play this little clip video too. This is a, um, a little bit longer. This is 7 minutes and 13 seconds. I'm not going to play the whole thing. Um, but he shared the videos with this researcher a few times in the past. He is now on X and under, uh, demon erasers as his username, recommend them to the follow. Hopefully he'll share the videos and even the older ones. And this right here, check, let's listen to this real quick. Now let's talk about predictive programming or more specifically, I like to call it demonic prophecy. You see, there's a theme that happens in the world where movies or shows or things are put out and then those things seem to come to pass. Like for instance, the movie White Noise, a movie of a train crashing in this small town and the exact town a train crashed in. <laughs> uh, this story is one of the weirdest coincidences ever. People living in Eastern Ohio evacuated their homes last week following a train derailment and chemical spill that sent toxic chemicals into the air. The crazy thing is, they did the same thing for a fictional disaster film a year ago. The premise of the movie is this. A freight train derails and explodes, and families have to flee the toxic fallout. The film was shot all over Ohio. It features extras in vacation scenes, including a family from New Palestine, New Palestine, Ben Ratner and a family and his family filmed a scene where they were sitting in a traffic jam of people who were trying to evacuate. Then last week's train derailment in real life and fire happened less than a mile from their home. They had to leave for real. 
Yeah. Isn't this wild? Yes. What? Yeah, the simulation is not even good. It's crazy. And more recently, there's a movie that came out called Leave the World Behind, produced by the Obamas, people that we know that are involved in the occult. Okay? So why do they put out these movies? Now, many people might tell you, oh, it's because of the secret rule of the world. They have to admit to you with their karmic retribution. They have to admit what they're doing so that way they can do it. You see, many people might tell you something like, oh, it's a special law of the universe and the, the controllers have to tell you before they do their thing. It's a special law that God put in place. That's not how this works. You see, this is called demonic prophecy and it works quite the opposite of what you think. Let me explain it to you. So that way you understand and you can stop participating in demonic prophecy. You see, all authority on heaven and on earth has been given unto Jesus. Therefore now go. He gave that authority unto you. He says, you can say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea and it will obey you. He, Jesus gave all of the authority that he took back from the devil unto you. So yes, even though Satan rules the world, the authority has been restored. Your Adamic authority has been given back to us if we use it. But if we use it improperly, Satan and the demons can influence that authority for their benefit. And that's exactly what they're doing with movies like Leave the World Behind. They are wanting you as the authorities, as the prophetic anointed of God. How it says that you are prophets of God and my sons and daughters will prophesy. We are called to be the prophetic individuals of God in the end times. There's more understanding to the term prophecy or what it means for an individual to prophesy. See, there's prophets that see the future and there is prophets that speak the future into existence. Okay, so that's where I want to end with that little clip. So I'm going to go to what Robin recovering our ancestors. She says another level of deception. Wow, that makes sense of what he is saying. And I agree. Um, you know, I always thought that there was that law that he was talking about where, where they do have to admit what they're doing. And I still feel that's part of it. But I'm going to play this last little, last little clip, part of what he just said. And I'm going to talk about this. There's more understanding to the term prophecy or what it means for an individual to prophesy. See, there's prophets that see the future and there is prophets that speak the future into existence. Okay, right there. You've got prophets that see the future and you've got the prophets that speak the future into existence. And he's got a really good point. I had never thought about it this way. I mean, I, I mean, we talked about it somewhat, but not this deep. Is it? Is that what they're doing? Is are they playing these things, getting us to talk about it? So are we the ones who are ultimately manifesting this? You know, and it's kind of like I was saying with with prayer. When you come together in prayer and you pray the same prayers together, um, you know, you manifest this through God. So God allows it to happen because so many people are focusing on the same prayer together. God answers the prayer; it's manifest through our heavenly Father. Um, and then you've got what He was saying right here: is does it go to the author of that to where? Are we manifesting evil involuntarily or an accident? You know, um, DJ Pupasi says, don't entertain evil. Um, Matt has says manifesting righteousness. So it really one of those things that we need to focus on is the positive. And I know I, I spent a lot of time talking about the news and, and these movies and stuff right here. And I'm going to reevaluate the way that I speak. Because the last thing I want to do is be part of this involuntary evil and manifesting 
um, prophecy rather than, you know, seeing it like prophesy yourself as God speaks to you, but we don't want to accidentally and voluntarily create or manifest these things by overthinking it or by making this the topic. We need to make Jesus and God the topic like we talk about everything else. And like I said, we have to know what's going on in the world, but the last thing you want to do is like start manifesting this. So uh, one that says Project Sandman describes a hundred plus nation agreement that when triggered, will see those nations simultaneously dump the dollar and abandon the petrodollar. When this decision is triggered, the dollar um, and all dollar-denominated assets will plunge to zero literally overnight. And I see that coming too, and I'll talk about that one because that needs to happen. We need to destroy this uh, corrupt system that we have right now. Um, but we also, like I said, is it's okay to talk about what's happening in the world, but always, you know, as you're talking about the negative, start manifesting the good stuff, you know, speak about what they're trying to do and then talk about what God is going to do. Like I said, we can own this just like Conley says, um, let's take our, our lingo back. Let's take our wording back. Uh, just like this, we need to take our, the way that we think back, focus on positive rather than negative. Cause we don't want to accidentally fall into what the evil side's doing. Because they're trying to do it like crazy. Amiibo says, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. And we'll, we're seeing great examples of that. Um, one note, be prepared and Jesus will lead. I think that we are headed into the softer but hard indeed. And I agree with that 100%. Um, Jay Wu and I had a great conversation about it. Jeff and I did. Um, Moonwolf and I did. Is we, we know something's coming. But like I said, guys, we need to focus on the outcome, not focus on what they're trying to do. We know the outcome. God wins. Um, so this is crazy too. I'm going to, I keep playing these like weird little Biden clips because you can't understand anything that he's saying, but this one's like probably the weirdest one that I've seen yet. A very confused Joe Biden starts absolutely screaming as he recounts the recycled suckers and losers hoax slurring the entire way. This man is not well. Donald Trump, when he was commander in chief. Refused to visit a cemetery, U.S. cemetery outside of Paris for fallen American soldiers. And he referred to those heroes, and I quote, as suckers and losers. He actually said that. Oh, he yeah. said that. How dare he say that? How dare he talk about my son and all of us dressed like that? Yeah, as much as they have to say negative about Trump, you know, when they don't like the way he speaks, like, this is the resident of our country right now. This guy right here, man, like who wants to hear any leader of a country just getting up there and like yelling at everybody? Like this is insane. This guy needs to go. He's not well. He uh, he slurs worse and worse every single time that you hear him. And in this same bit, right before he says this, he literally called Trump the sitting leader of our country. So explain that one to me, guys. I think many of us have had our theories as to do we have a – commander-in-chief or so forth um that it, trump's still commander-in-chief well it's weird when he gets up there and makes these faux pas and these little like rhetorical mistakes like right there calling trump the sitting leader of our country interesting um next up more interesting what the heck is going on in this world right now snoop dog that's right snoop dog now says that he has nothing but love and respect for donald trump um, <laughs> what is going on right now? So, um, I, my, my, my theory on this one right here is a lot of people are trying to kiss some butt right now because they know that somehow one way or the other, 
Trump's going to end up leader of this country and they're trying to save their butts right now. Or he's really high. I'm going to go with great Papa Steve. I'm, I'm just going to say that you're probably right, Steve. He's probably high, like really, really, really high. And because, I mean, he did a video a couple years ago where he literally pulled out a gun and shot Trump in the video. So, oh, that's right, Mimo, he did. That's right. He, he supposedly quit smoking weed. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe weed, like, kept him in the dark for a long time, and he hated Trump, and now he stopped smoking, and he's starting to, like, think again. He's like, huh, maybe Trump's not such a bad guy. I think that's the best thing you ever did was quit smoking, Snoop Dogg. Um, and then once again, Joe Biden called Trump the, here he is, the sitting president last night, and nobody noticed. So he literally called Trump the sitting, the sitting president. I know, great Papa Steve, I agree with you. I, I heard that from multiple people that he quit smoking. I'm like, no, he didn't. <laughs> There's no way Snoop Dogg quit smoking. I can't, I don't want to see a, a non-high Snoop Dogg. I do want to see more of this though right here. This is awesome. This is from Little, List, Little Miss Muffet. Um, used to be, uh, used to share the same um, addiction that I had growing up um, when I was younger, which was heroin. She says, six years I forever share this memory as a testimony to what God has done in my life. Six years of trusting him and his plan and six years of blessings and joy. If you and anyone you know is suffering from addiction, just know that you are not too far gone from the love of Jesus Christ. He can wash all of your sins away and redeem every single one of us. Um, and I love that. I love hearing people's testimonies because, like I said, there's no more powerful testimony to a person who is addicted to drugs or thinking about getting in the drugs than someone who has come off the drug themselves. And I'll tell you firsthand that there was a the, what took me so long that, you know, when I was detoxing, when I ended up deciding that I didn't want to do drugs anymore and I wanted to come clean, what did it? You know what I'm saying? What was that final thing for me? I knew that I needed to be off drugs well before I finally decided, hey, I'm going to get off drugs. I mean, it literally took God sending an angel, and I'm not joking, a, an angel onto the beach who told me where I was going to be heading. Um, and literally less than 24 hours later, I was in a train going to that spot and didn't know why I was heading there until I got there. And if you guys want to go back and watch episode one of Kilted Christian, I talk about my testimony. But what kept me so long from just from actually going through and detoxing? Because like I said, I knew a year before I quit doing drugs that I needed to quit doing drugs. But in my head, I'm like, I'm never going to be the same. What's the point of quitting doing drugs? Because I'm never going to be normal. I've done too many drugs. I'm never going to be a good standing citizen. I'd sin too much. Jesus wouldn't even care about me. These are all the things that went through my head. It's like, you know, I'm basically going to be live a life of depression because you know how it is. It's like you do drugs so long, you, you need to take more and more and more and more to get back to the same high that you used to. And there's a point where you're literally just taking it to get back to the way that you were before you started doing drugs, period. Um, but once again, God sent the angel into my life. I listened, thank goodness, because I wasn't even a Christian at that point, but I still listened and I knew it was an angel, um, and ended up detoxing, ended up finding God, um, you know, kind of my introduction to God, found God in a major way well after that. But like I said, for all the people that are going through addiction out there, you can all get over it. Trust me as, as someone who has been through it myself, 
um, you do get better. You do find that love for life again. You can be inspired by those other things. So don't let the devil try to keep you from doing what you need to do. Listen to God. This may even be what helps you find God. So I'm glad. I love to read people's testimonies about this one's close to my heart. Um, so the next one right here, and, and this is so true too. This dude gets it. This is a, a black man named Lee DaVinci. He says, I have never been called a racial slur by a white person until I became a Trump supporter. <laughs> if you think that white liberals really love your black ass, tell them that you're voting for Trump and see how quickly they respond to that. These white liberals don't care about blacks, only the black vote. And uh, I'm seeing more and more of this, but I loved how he described it because he's dead on. He goes, you want to see who's really racist? Let a black man tell a liberal they're a Trump supporter. And you'll see how quickly they turn against uh, or can care less about what color you are. The guy's dead right. Um, next, is anyone actually this stupid? Nikki Haley calls for a retali retaliatory strike on Iran. And she says, quote, it's not starting a war. It's actually preventing a war. Let me let her tell you. What would that mean in practice? When you say Biden, you said Biden didn't do something. What was that something that he should have the been doing? The very first strike that hit, you punch and you punch back hard. What they should be doing is going after every ounce of production of those missiles. Wherever those missiles are, you take that out. You keep right. doing, you take out the training sites. You go and you But does that risk escalating a war? Does decisions. that mean striking Iran directly? It means striking the resources that are allowing them to hurt our troops. That's what you're doing. It's not they're going after the, the, but they're backed by Iran. Iran absolutely. says that they're not declaring the shots, but Iran's training them. They're providing intelligence. They're providing weapons. And this goes there would be no Hamas without Iran, Hezbollah without Iran, or Houthis without Iran. But yes, you're going Iran is a really big escalation. Okay, so first of all, I want to remind you guys that uh, there is zero proof whatsoever that it was actually Iran that caused this. But hey. Who cares about the logistics? <laughs> Simple, stupid details, right? Kit Kat for Jesus. Well said. Neocon warmonger is exactly what she is. Matt and Hev, exactly. And Mimo, it's just World War III. No biggie. Come on, man. We, we, we've had worse days than this. Come on. It's just a, just a, a war. Crazy, crazy people right now. Like I said, still no proof it was Iran, but like I said, details don't matter. Um... And then once again, what in the heck is happening in this world? This is Joe Rogan. I'm, he said, I used to be part of the blue bubble. I never voted Republican in my whole life, but California went nuts. It's gone full communism. It's out of its effing mind. So listen to this. Austin people are great people. They're really nice. They're nice. They're not shitheads. They're not Hollywood people. They're not lost in this fake world of leftist ideology. Okay, I'm going to strongly disagree with that, Joe Rogan, but I like the rest of the stuff that you have to say. I lived in, in Austin. I'm not even going to say what I think of them, but yeah, they're, they're just a bunch of Hollywood ignorant retards that hate conservatives. That everybody's trapped in. They're just people. They're just regular people, man. And those people exist outside of these these blue bubbles where everyone's gone insane. Well, I used to be a part of the blue bubble. I, I was 100% a left-leaning person who lived in Los Angeles. I was 100%. I never voted Republican my whole life. I was very left-leaning, especially with, like, any social issues. When it comes to financial things, I'm a little bit more conservative. But at the end of the day, 
way more left than I am right. But California went nuts, man. It's gone like full communist. It's out of its fucking mind. And their approach to law enforcement is so insane. It's so insane. The no cash bail, the letting people out for committing violent crimes, the fucking not stopping people for stealing up to whatever money it is. Was it $900 now? I think they raised it. So he's he's getting there bit by bit. He's like he's like on the verge. He's sitting on the fence right now, looking at both sides. But he's he's getting there because he used to be hardcore leftist. Um, I disagree with him. Uh, to me, the people that live in Austin aren't much different than the people live in California. Like I said, I'm not saying that from what I've heard. I'm saying that from straight up experience. You guys remember I got fired from two Texas professional sports team because I was a Trump supporter. So that tells you everything that you need to possibly know. Um, but, uh, Matt and Hev, he actually does live in Austin. Um, Joe Rogan and, uh, Alex Jones both run their shows out of Austin. So they're, they're both, uh, headquartered there right now. Um, so former IRS, IRS contractor who leaked Trump's tax records have been sentenced to five years in prison. So once again, pretty big deal. I enjoy hearing this stuff. Didn't hear about this anywhere on mainstream news. Why is that? Because they want you to keep on hating Trump and they don't want you to think that anybody out there is possibly doing illegal things to get at Trump. So once again, former IRS contractor who leaked Trump's tax records has been sentenced to five years in prison. Crickets on mainstream media. Absolute crickets. Um, I'm not going to play that one again. And then same thing here as a, um, Jack Lombardi says the same thing I was saying earlier, uh, and I'll read what he had posted about uh, Taylor Swift and so forth. He says, I've never been more convinced that the Super Bowl is rigged. With all the unneeded and one, unwanted Taylor coverage at the games, KC's journey to the Super Bowl is totally scripted. Next, Travis and Taylor together at the Super Bowl appearing happy and in love. Then KC wins. And then later announcing their support for Biden. Coincidental? No. Bought and paid for? by the administration, the Biden administration. And you can bookmark this post because I guarantee you this guy is 100% right in this. And then once again, they show they show the uh, Travis and Taylor like love thing more than they even show the football game. Like it's like nobody cares about it. They just care about this. And like I said, this is a complete setup sabotage to get people focused and get all those little rugrats out there that just love Taylor to have Taylor go, I'm voting for Biden. They're like, well, we are too. Except we can't vote until our government tries to change those rules and allow 12-year-olds to vote and immigrants to vote, which is coming. Um, and then here we go. Once again, um, this woman should be in jail. This is Ejon Carroll, the, the woman that sued Trump for defamation and got $82 million accusing Trump of raping her. Um, she says that she will do everything she can to help Joe Biden's campaign to beat Donald Trump in 2024. So... Uh, seems a little coincidental, the timing of her lawsuit and everything, huh? Because they literally pushed this thing off until this year, 2024, when Trump is running for uh, president against Joe Biden. And the same woman who just got done suing Trump is now coming out on public television saying that she's going to do everything that she can to help Joe Biden beat Trump in 2024. Listen to this. You've said that when you've actually. The man. He's just a man with no clothes on. Yeah. It's the people around him that are giving him the power. What do you mean by that? 
Well, uh, Hans Christian Andersen's great fairy tale, The Emperor Has No Clothes, that is written about Donald Trump. It's just we're the ones who clothe him in all this power. Mm. He has none himself. It's his followers. It's his hangers on. In the court, they were strutting back and forth and handing him messages. It was right, Robbie? Ms. Yeah. Ms. Curry, you say nothing. You say the emperor has no clothes. The emperor is trying to run for president yes. again. And, and right and, now is leading. And right now, the polls suggest uh, it's a coin flip. It's very close. Um, have you heard from Joe Biden's campaign arm about potentially campaigning against the former president, Donald Trump? No. Are you interested in doing so? Do anything I can. That's a yes. Oh, God, that woman's so gross, man. I can't even stand watching her, listening to her. Literally admitting that she'll do anything she possibly can to help Joe. They, has Joe reached out to her yet? Heck no. Joe Biden would like to stay as far away from this kooky woman as he possibly can. Um, Hope, I agree with you there, too. Um, do, you, do, you, do they really go to jail, or do they just go to a special place and drink margaritas and hide out for five years? It's a pretty darn good question. And, and I like the way that you think. And it sucks because I battle myself looking at both sides of everything all the time. It's like, man, I want to be so optimistic. But then the reality kicks in, looking at both perspectives as to what's possibly going to be. And I don't know. I mean, we're literally watching such a great deception. It could very well be that we're getting this this uh, this thought that maybe these people will be held accountable for justice. And how do we know that they aren't going to some island or underground somewhere and drinking margaritas for five years? scary but we don't know <laughs> it's I, this world right now once again pray for discernment so that we can try to see through this as much as possible um this is a very sickening tweet this came from gene for texas um and he should be immediately expelled this came from uh the gateway pundit earlier texas democrat post a tweet seemingly calling for bombing american citizens who support texas against the biden regime over the border that's right. That's right. They are now openly calling for violence against anyone who comes out and supports their rights, constitutional rights to free speech. Uh, let's just bomb them all. And that's once again, has me worried about what's really, what this really is about. Like who is really behind this whole uh, convoy that's going down there and what's really going to happen. Just let your prayers be ceaseless. Don't stop praying. Pray all week as many times as you can for all the people that are heading down there. So next, remember when it was used to take months or years for a wild conspiracy theories to be proven true? Well, now it doesn't take that long. So I've got this right here. Literally, this is from Mail Online News. Both of these articles were written by the same exact uh, publicist. First one was released on January 11th, 2024, and it says, Pentagon snaps back at wild conspiracy theory that Taylor Swift is a psyop for the government. All right. That was on January 11th, 2024. And then on January 29th, 2024, same exact publication, Mail, on, Mail Online News, says Taylor Swift tops the list of endorsements that Biden wants for 2024. Joe's campaign looking to lock in the superstar and her 279 million Instagram followers for re-election bid focused on Trump's threat and abortion rights. So literally the same publication within the same month literally proved that what we were saying was not a conspiracy theory, but is a hundred percent true. Yeah. And she's a hundred percent a sigh out there. DJ Pooh Posse, hundred percent big old sigh out. Um, 
man, it, she just came out. Like I said, she everybody knew who she was, but like she just got super popular in the last couple of years. So yeah, they're definitely using this. And then Joe Biden doesn't even know who she is. So uh, here we go. I'm going to play this one too. Klaus Schwab banned vaccinated pilots. That's right. Let me say this again. Klaus Schwab banned vaccinated pilots from transporting members of the World Economic Forum to and from Davos because of security risk that they pose. Yeah. So here they are telling us you need to do it for the security and the safety of everyone in the world. But uh, we're not going to let anybody fly our uh, our planes that's vaccinated because we might get injured and die. The U.S. Freedom Flyers, Josh Yoda, he's the head president of the U.S. Freedom Flyers. He said they're getting calls now from wealthy businessmen and companies to fly their executives around on business jets with unvaccinated crews. Now, they get the luxury of being able to choose because there are still a large amount of crew available in the United States who are not vaccinated because the companies they work for didn't mandate it. Yes. These, these wealthy businessmen are requiring unvaccinated crew on their business. Now, passengers of an airline on an airline ticket don't have that luxury. It's just like, okay. Yeah, pretty crazy, huh? They, if you guys recall, they literally fired um, airline pilots for not taking the vaccination. But if you're an elite, um, you get all the unvaccinated pilots you want because they don't feel safe flying up there with somebody that may die in the middle of a flight. Um, oh. And yet there's still people that are sleeping and going, oh, what are you so mad at Harari and, and Klaus Schwab for? They're not bad people. Oh, no, they're evil as crap. Um, and then here we go too. Barack Obama telling illegals to vote. Once again, they call us conspiracy theorists for mentioning this. And then here Obama is literally telling you how to do it. People try to discourage you from voting. If you want to vote and you show up at your polling place, they can't stop you from voting. Mm. They can't stop you from voting. If people want to know how to vote, then you can go to IWillVote.com. The fact of the matter is, is that we give our power away all the time. You know, we tell ourselves, oh, it's hard. It's, it's not going to matter. It's not going to count. And the, the powers that be, they're counting on us giving our power away. Many of the millennials, dreamers, undocumented uh, citizens, and I call them citizens because they contribute to this country, are fearful of voting. So if I vote, will immigration know where I live? Will they come for my family and deport us? Not true. Okay. And the reason is, first of all, when you vote, you are a citizen yourself. And there is not a situation where the voting rolls somehow are transferred over and people start investigating, etc. The sanctity of the vote is strictly confidential in terms of who you voted for. If you have a family member who maybe is undocumented, then so, I mean, they can literally in one breath tell the world that we're a bunch of conspiracy theorists for even thinking that this is why the immigrants are coming over here. And in that same breath, you got these people that are telling the immigrants how to do it. Oh, no, no, no. Well, what makes you a citizen is coming out and vote. No one's going to do anything. Come on out and vote. Like, and this is how they're going to end up cheating the next election. You know, so for all of the people of color out there, that's right, guys, they're making they're making your uh, vote null and void. They are replacing you right now. So you don't don't take my word for it. Do a little bit of research and adjust the way that you guys vote. Um, welfare expansion, including for illegals, 
mostly for illegals, more handouts and inflammatory deficits. The tax bill is light on tax relief and heavy on welfare expansion. So the Congress is trying to ramp through a bill right now to expand welfare benefits to illegals crossing the border. Um, They are advertising the legislation as tax relief, but it is a Trojan horse with where the title has nothing to do with the actual language in the legislation. It is going to cost us $155 billion in just the next year if this passes. So this isn't any kind of a tax relief or anything for the American citizens. This is a bill disguised as a tax relief bill that has nothing to do with tax release and all welfare expansion to pay illegal immigrants that are coming into our country. I'm tired of this. There's so many people that I know that are just barely getting by people that are trying to figure out how they're going to get to work with the car, um, no gas in their car, trying to figure out how they're going to feed their kids. Their kids are going without clothes because they can't afford it. And our country is worried about giving illegals that aren't even part of our country, the benefits that they're not giving the people that pay these benefits in our own country. Um, this was weird. I don't know how this happens. So, Chicago rapper Lil Zay, that would be L-I-L, not Little, Lil Zay Osama accidentally left a machine gun in the back seat of a rideshare that took from his uh, hotel to do a New York City recording studio. Um, weird. I mean, I maybe understand like leaving a like a, a little um Behringer or tiny, tiny little gun behind. But how do you leave a machine gun behind? How do you forget it? How do you forget that you carried the machine gun with you? How do you get out of the car and not notice that you left the machine gun sitting in the back of a rideshare? I mean, it's not like machine guns are like pocket size. So kind of weird. Um, <laughs> it's just crazy. Um, and then once again, what happened with Taylor Swift is not organic and natural. It is an op. We all feel it. We all know it. And I agree with that 100%. So a lot of people are talking about this right now. Um, this is crazy too. So terrifying. What, what time we have? We've got a couple minutes left. So I'll go a couple more. Um, terrifying CPS showed up to his family's horn, um, or excuse me, family's home and took their 14 year old daughter away after parents opposed her gender transition. So this is Montana family loses custody of their teenage daughter after expressing opposition to her gender transition. The state ended up taking them CPS and is getting this change done behind their back. Um, I didn't expect that to be in a state like Montana. I'd expected it to be in any multiple number of states, but um, where are we right now? The parents are the ones that used to decide what was best for their children. And now the government trumps the family, apparently. You know, you don't do what the government doesn't want you to do, or they'll take your damn kid. You figured at one point that would be the safest thing that you had was always to have your child. And you will be the one to decide what's best for him. Not anymore. I'm going to love this meme right here. So the reason I'm old and wise is because God protected me when I was young and stupid. I love that. That's probably the best meme I came across today. Um, and then, uh, so this one's interesting too. And I'm not going to play this little clip right here, but it was interesting um, how he went through and he, called what we've been talking or pronouncing what we call God and what the real pronunciation is and uh, how some of the words that we use, they translate to something completely different than we actually thought. And then he went through the great thing about it was he talks about the, uh, the uh, 
YHW, the Yahweh, and uh, how that talks about when you breathe in and when you breathe out, you're literally saying the word of the Lord. And I, I really love that one right there. Um, and here we go, guys. So just in Neuralink, Elon Musk Neuralink um, puts first implant into a human. The initial results show promising neuron spike detection, says Elon Musk. And my first thought, they're all like, woohoo, successful. My first thought is huge step towards the mark of the beast. So for those people out there that are on the, the uh, Elon train thinking that Elon's a good guy and he's out here watching for our freedom of speech and so forth, um, I just resort back to uh, transhumanism and Neuralink. Um, yep. So the people that wanted vax passports are allowing illegals to board airplanes without paperwork. And that's what we're watching right now. And you're seeing that all over the country right now. Um, and then uh, the only reason that they'd want to ban malicious. Okay. And, and I better get to the beginning of this right here. Um, what he's actually responding to. So right now, S3589 is a bill that is they're working on right now in our congress.gov. Um, you need to find this and read it. I'll make sure to uh, load this one up to our KC. So if it passes, fully expect people to start organizing and less peaceful ways is going to happen. So a bunch of guys training for what, for quote, what if scenarios will suddenly have a what if scenario on their hands. Those who haven't will suddenly find a new interest in learning about it. So what is S3589? It is a bill that is banning, banning quote, paramilitary um, organizations in any state. Basically, they're trying to outlaw and make militias illegal because they know what's about to happen. So if that bill passes, um, that may end up being one of those red lines that we've been talking about for a while. Um, pretty horrifying and scary stuff. Uh, today, Jagumba. Uh, California, while everyone is focused on Shelley, Shelby Park in Texas, California and Arizona are, Arizona are getting slammed right now. Mostly young males from China, India, Guatemala, and Ecuador. We saw 100 at a different locations in just 2.5 hours. So once again, focusing on Texas, what's happening around the rest of this world um, or around the rest of this country, nothing's changed. They're, they, all they do is have your attention focused in one place rather than the other. Um, next, uh, real quick, I'll run through these real quick. So the view co-host walk out today to the apprentice theme. They use the apprentice theme to walk out of their show right now to celebrate Ejean Carroll's $83.3 million court victory over Donald Trump. So it's 2024 and these women's lives still revolve completely around Trump. And all they're doing, they're just using all this right here to gaslight. And it's disgusting. All these... I, I hope that there's no TV at some point. They just shut everything down. No more television. No more gaslighting. Take it away until we can clean up this system because no news is better than lying news, which we get nonstop. Uh, so what is happening now, a school board in Connecticut has voted to remove Veterans Day and Columbus Day from the school calendars. This decision came after it was proposed by one of the board members. The board member, Joshua Estes, also proposed removing the second day of the Jewish holiday, Rosh Hashanah. I guess veterans and Jewish people don't deserve a holiday, so maybe we should just stop electing General Z liberals in general. And what are they going to do? Probably next, uh, 
they'll probably get rid of Christian. They'll probably get rid of Christmas. Uh, and then finally, a Hong Kong judge has ordered Evergrande to be liquidated. Expect a swift coming of a black swan event. So um, Evergrande, um, Evergreen, all of these companies owned by uh, China have now been liquidated, and that will, in fact, affect our economy right here. So guys, expect a black swan event coming. Um, watching the, uh, the stock market explode right now and get higher and higher and higher, we are getting to that precipice. We're coming to that point here soon. Um, finally, right now, I'll do one last thing before we get into prayer. Um, Biden is running an illegal human trafficking operation of kids. This was on War Room today with Steve Bannon. Um, host uh, Joseph Trimmer tells Steve Bannon and Matthew Boyle that the Biden administration is running 150 camps for unaccompanied minors in the Texas. More than 11,000 children are currently being held. Once the kids leave and they're with the sponsor, HHS will try to call them up and follow up. Trimmer said, if they call two times and they don't answer, then the child is deemed lost. So this is how they're playing the game right now. They're literally taking these kids. They're holding them. They're sending them with a, quote, sponsor, who is not their family necessarily, to a sponsor. And then if they don't hear back from them in um, two phone calls, they just assume they're missing. This is what they're doing. They're putting them into the hands of the traffickers. and They're saying, oh, we don't know where they are. Our bad. Um, And then uh, we have, here is the Pentagon admitting that it has no evidence that Iran was behind the attack that killed the U.S. troops, but is blaming them anyway, and they're possibly going to end up starting a war with absolutely no evidence that they were the ones that did it. Um, and then uh, finally, I'm going to end with this one right here. A Dr. CIET17 says they can create clones, they can create AI, they can promote transhumanism all that they want to, but they cannot create a soul. This is the difference between God and humans. Certain people will still try. Um, and they will fail. This is what they find. Uh, they will find out, believe me, you can try all you can to reproduce what God created, but you will never, ever be able to create a real human because real humans have souls. So good luck with that, guys. You can try or you want to. This is what's going to happen. I resort back to the Tower of Babel. God will destroy anything that you guys try to do. You cannot replicate what God is. There's only one creator in this world, and that is our Heavenly Father, not a stupid scientist right here. All right, guys. So that's enough for the news tonight. I'm actually a little bit over time right now. So we'll get into a little bit of prayer. Um, we need prayer more and more every single day. So everybody, please bow your heads. Oh, look at that. My dog's right here. You heard me say prayer, didn't you, buddy? All right. Heavenly Father, thank you again for another day. Thank you for all the beautiful people that you have blessed us with, dear Lord. We we need this group to come together and to talk, dear Lord. We all go through difficult times and you have blessed us with so many beautiful family members right here, dear Lord, where we can vent, we can talk, and we can pray with one another. So thank you. Father, as the times get a little bit more chaotic down here, you know I don't need to tell you. I just ask, Father, that you just answer all the prayers of all the people that are reaching out for you right now. There's a lot of, of Christians and a lot of patriotic people that are heading down to our border right now to try to preserve our freedom, Father. And I don't feel good about what's happening. So, Father, I ask that you just bless them all, put a hedge of protection over all of them, keep them safe. Let any evil plans by our enemy fail, dear Lord. Let us come out strong, dear Lord. Let this, what's happening right now, be strong and just expose all of the evil and all the lies that are taking place, dear Lord. Let that light be shined on it. Let the truth just 
be lifted every day so people can see it. Father, let us get closer to you more and more every day. Let us work in our lives to be better people. We need, Jay Koo says, we need a big revival in this world, Father, right now, and we definitely do. We need to fill this world with your love so that they can have what we have in our lives, dear Lord, this beautiful relationship. But dear Lord, continue to give us the skills that we need, the strengths that we need, the discernment and the wisdom that we need to navigate these times, dear Lord, as a deception is becoming harder and harder to to see. Dear Lord, I'm seeing more and more anti-Christian things come out, people trying to mislead what the Bible's about and so forth, dear Lord. So I ask that you put a halt to that as well. Let the truth spread. Put Cease all of the evil that is trying to destroy what we have, dear Lord, our values, our religious beliefs, our relationship with you. Dear Lord, let people see through that tyranny. Let those people that are putting out these falsities about the Bible, the Scripture, and about you not being real, dear Lord, just let, let them stop. Just mute them, dear Lord. Remove their sites from social media. Remove any microphone that they have to spread these lies, dear Lord. I also ask that you bless all the churches, dear Lord, and remove any evil that has infiltrated those churches. People, good-hearted, God-loving people go to those churches, dear Lord, to be filled with the Holy Spirit and the truth. And there's people that are utilizing these great institutions, dear Lord, which we have to speak in your heavenly name to deceive the people that are coming there to find you in that heavenly name, dear Lord, and that relationship with you, dear Lord. So just put a stop to all the people that are trying to deceive this world, dear Lord. Let us step up. Give us the strength to walk into the greatest of battles which we're about to enter, dear Lord. Let us be prepared in any way that we possibly can, not just for ourselves, dear Lord, but to be able to help others during this time as well. Let us not accidentally fall for the enemy's ruse, dear Lord, and perpetuate the evil that's going on. Let us not prophesy for the evil, dear Lord. Let us be very careful to focus on the love, the positive things that you bring. Dear Lord, when they try to get us focused on the negative things in this world, let us focus on on the great things in this world, like we know how this ends, and that is you win, dear Lord. Let us focus on the outcome that we know is inevitable, dear Lord, and not fall into the fear, not fall into the anxiety, not fall into the stress that the devil is trying to put on us at every moment. Closer we get to you, Father, the more the devil comes after us, which is a great honor, dear Lord, because we know that we're over a target and we're never going to stop. So, dear Lord, in a world where some may turn their backs on you, I pray, Father, that you don't let anyone here be the ones that turn their backs. Let us hold that line. Let us stand by you and let us see this battle through. Father, if we were to lose our lives on that battlefield, let us be willing to lose that life. Serving you, dear Lord, no greater honor. Continue to speak to us, Father, and continue to let us learn how to listen to you as we go on to our separate missions, dear Lord, which are all for the great mission, which is for you. Thank you for the the warriors, the army, dear Lord, that you are building more and more as we come together, dear Lord, and continue to let us work in building this army. But dear Lord, finally, I want to thank you for everything that you've given us, everything that you bless us with, our shelter, the finances that we have, the family that we have, those that love us, dear Lord, the relationship that we have with you, which is the most important thing. Thank you for all of that, Father. Thank you for the day that you gave us, and thank you for letting us utilize it in your in your great service. And so, Father, if you see it fit to give us another day tomorrow, let us take advantage of it. Let us make every second count during this time. Let us not get caught up in what the enemy wants us to do, but let us focus on the kingdom, dear Lord, and what the kingdom asks us to do. As we need to do on earth, as we do in heaven, dear Lord, let us continue to fight this battle right here. Let us keep one eye on heaven, dear Lord, but another eye on this earth as we are trying to protect those that cannot protect themselves. Let's help those that don't know you, dear Lord. Let us lead those people that have strayed away from you back to that path 
And those that don't know you yet, let us bring them to that path so they can find what we have. Not just to the words that we bring, dear Lord, but from the fruits that we bear. Let us work on ourselves every day. Repent for what we've done wrong so that we can become better people too, dear Lord. And thank you for loving us enough to bring us to where we are today. I ask, dear Lord, finally, that you give us the patience with others that you had with us so that we can constantly work in their lives. Continue to plant those seeds which will eventually grow, dear Lord. We are running out of time. That's a lot of doubt, dear Lord. Every new day that we get is closer to the time that you come back to take us home, dear Lord. And we don't know when that time is. So let us all be prepared. Let us all repent, accept that relation with you, become baptized, and do everything that we can in your service, Father. But thank you simply for just loving us like we love you with all of our hearts. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name we pray. Amen. Well, everyone, I hope you um, had an absolutely great evening, a great day. Um, remember, tomorrow evening, we'll, we are going to start coming on at 9 o'clock Eastern time. So we will have that game change Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And then on Saturdays and Sundays, we'll be on at 8 o'clock instead of 9 o'clock Eastern. So starting tomorrow, 9 o'clock Eastern time for the rest of the week. Um, and then Saturday, we also, uh, Jeff will be on with us this Saturday with the guest that we have, um, the pastor that we did that little uh that Angie helped us with, um, get that money so they could get their printer to hand out all the wonderful information they're doing. So it's going to be a phenomenal conversation as well as some other uh, guests that are being lined up right now. Thanks to Jeff and Moonwolf. I really appreciate all that you guys do, but guys, I love you all. I love you all for everything that you do. I am so honored to be part of this family. We're growing, we're strengthening every single day, no matter what the world throws at us, no matter what the devil tries to put into our lives. We've got God watching over every single one of us to get us through these hard times. And it's going to be difficult, but that's all right, because nothing in this world that's worth anything is easy. And there's nothing greater, no greater deed than we can do than to serve our Heavenly Father and to give our lives doing it just like He gave His life to make sure we had a chance to get into heaven. But guys, I love you all very, very much. Have an absolutely beautiful evening. Thank you for listening to Kilt the Christian, episode 532. The Great Deception. We'll be back tomorrow for episode 533, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. In the meantime, guys, I love you all very, very much. And I leave you with this. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light What so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight O'er the ramparts we watched Were so gallantly streaming And the rocket's red
Have an absolutely beautiful rest of your evening, guys. And once again, going to spoil alert, God wins. So there's absolutely nothing that we need to be worried about. God has our back. So fear not, stress not, let go of all your anxiety. Keep in prayer, pray, pray, pray more than you ever have. We need prayer as much as we can get it. Hold that line. Our Lord and Savior is going to give us everything that we need to get through these times. We just need to strengthen our faith more and more and more and be ready to give our lives. That's what it takes to preserve the values that we have, the freedom that we have, and most importantly, our Heavenly Father. We need to spread that more than we ever have. So spread that gospel from nation to nation, guys. I will see you all tomorrow evening. Have a beautiful night. We'll see you for Kilted Christian episode 533. In the meantime, I love you all with all my heart. And God bless.